Good morning. Welcome to Zion Lutheran Church on this 19th Sunday after Pentecost and also, of course, our Harvest Home celebration is this morning as we give God thanks for, for his many gifts and for all of his mercies. Uh, just a reminder that you are invited to stay and eat with us following worship this morning. Even if you didn't bring anything, you're free. Come fellowship with us, eat with us, and celebrate with us. You'll notice in your bulletin, today also begins our food drive, our canned food drive, uh, which will go up through the end of November, um, and all of the donations for that will go to County Line Church of the Brethren and the food pantry they have there. So bring in canned foods, non-perishables, and you can leave them in the narthex there, and we will get them taken over to County Line. The one prayer request this morning, please keep Ray Mackey, Steve's father, in your prayers this morning. Uh, Ray is entered into hospice care, and Steve is currently up in Michigan with him, so keep them both in your prayers uh, as, as, as Steve cares, cares for his father and is with him in these, these coming days. Are there other announcements or other prayer requests for the congregation this morning? There's nothing else, and I'll invite you here as we have a special prelude from our choir to prepare for worship and to enjoy their musical gifts with us. and I invite you to stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, 
that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. God, tireless guardian of your people, you are always ready to hear our cries. Teach us to rely day and night on your care. Inspire us to seek your enduring justice for all the suffering world, through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Genesis. The same night Jacob got up and took his two wives his two maids, 
and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise, everything that they, he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket. And Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. The word of the Lord. We will now read Psalm 121 responsibly. I lift up my eyes to the hills, from where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The Lord will not let your foot be moved, nor will the one who watches over you fall asleep. Behold, the keeper of Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day. The Lord will preserve you from all evil and will keep your life. The Lord will watch over your going out and your coming in from this side forth forever. A reading from 2 Timothy. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood. You have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message, be persistent whether the time is favorable or unfavorable, convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with a sound doctrine, but have itchy ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. The word of the Lord. 
the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city, there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, grant me justice against my opponent. For a while, he refused. But later, he said to himself, though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes... Will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. I invite you to be seated. Children, I invite you forward for our children's message. All right, maybe you guys are too well behaved to do this, but I know some kids do this, so I'm not going to point any fingers. But there are some kids when they really want their parents' attention, their mom's attention, they really want something. They'll do this. They'll go, mom, 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 mom. Have you ever done that? No. <laughs> You're too good for that, right? Uh, well, our, our story from the gospel that Jesus tells us this morning tells of a lady who does something like that. She, someone has done something wrong to her, so she goes to a judge, and the judge is supposed to make it better. But the judge won't listen to her. So she goes back and she says, judge, 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 judge. Until finally he says, all right, all right. And he gives in to her. Well, Jesus' lesson to us this morning is to tell us that God is not like that. We don't have to go to God and say, God, 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 to get his attention. Instead, when we pray to God, he hears us, and he listens to us. We don't have to constantly bug him for him to answer our prayers or to listen to us, but he always willingly listens to us. He always gives us his attention. He doesn't ignore us. And so because he is our father, because he loves us, he wants us to talk to him, he wants us to ask him, and he promises that he hears us. And he promises that he answers our prayers. Let me pray for you. Lord God, teach our hearts to know that you listen to us, that you are our caring Father, and that you will provide for us all that we need. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the parable of the gospel reading this morning, we have two bookends that will help us understand the parable. So in the first verse, Luke tells us that the parable is about the need to pray always and not to lose heart. And then the second bookend at the end of the parable is Jesus asking, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? So the parable addresses this question of how can Christians remain faithful? 
How do Christians hold on to hope in this life? I think this question connects nicely to our celebration of Harvest Home this morning. Right, when you plant in the spring, you hold on to hope that the harvest will come months later. But you cannot know what the weather will bring throughout the season. You have no idea what challenges will pop up throughout the summer. So you wait patiently, and you make plans, and you anticipate. The Christian life is not so different from this. Because we cannot number our days, we have no idea what our life is going to bring. We plan for what we can, but in the end, as the saying goes, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. But in the end, however, we're reminded that there's going to be a harvest. However we get there, there's going to be a harvest. In fact, this is a favorite image of the Bible to describe the return of Christ together as people. Christ is going to bring in and gather the harvest. And this is the concern of our gospel this morning. How do we as disciples make it through the long planting and growing season when it seems the harvest might still be so far away? There's so much wrong in the world. Will Christ ever come? Will God make things right? How do we get through this long growing season? Well, Christ says the answer lies in prayer. Christ reminds us that God's faithfulness to hear us is the encouragement that we need to remain faithful to him. The key to understanding the parable of the persistent widow is understanding that above all else, God is faithful. God is true. God is just. In the parable, the judge is everything God is not. The judge doesn't care about what is right. He doesn't care about others. He only cares about himself, right? And that's exactly how a judge should not be. A good judge's priority has to be justice according to the law. A good judge does not rule out of convenience, but out of a duty to do what is right. The judge does not have the quality of a good judge in our parable. Instead, the judge has to be worn down by a widow in order to get the ruling that she deserves. He gives her justice solely so that she will leave him alone. She wears him down. It's interesting, the Greek verb in the parable to wear down is literally a term that's found in the context of boxing. It is to give a black eye. Figuratively, the judge is worried that the widow is going to keep pummeling him until he has a black eye, and so he gives up the fight. And Jesus' point is that God is nothing like this. He says, how much more will God be willing to answer those who cry out to him day and night? God listens to his chosen ones as a father lovingly listens to children. He wants nothing but good for them. We don't have to wear God out for him to hear us. Instead, he always hears us. When we pray, God delights when we ask him for what we need. And that's the encouragement we need in the Christian life. This is why we are told to pray always. In praying always, we learn not to lose heart because God does hear our prayers. And God answers our prayers because he cares for us. Psalm 55 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. And in 1 Peter, Peter writes, cast all of your anxiety unto God because he cares for you. Martin Luther, in his final letter to his wife, Katie, writes to encourage her 
As his health declines, as he knows the end is near, he tells his wife, pray and let God worry. That's the true encouragement for the Christian. Pray and let God worry. When Jesus asked, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Remember that faith is another word for trust. He's not asking, will he find everyone living morally perfect lives when he comes back? He's not asking if all of his believers will have all their ducks in a row. Rather, he wants to know if his disciples will continue to put their trust in the Lord through the long seasons of planting and growing. When it comes time to harvest, will the disciples of Christ be rooted in him, or will they have been crowded out by the weeds? Will they have dried up? Will they have put their roots in sandy soil, or will their roots be deep in the fertile soil of faith? So prayer is the fundamental act of faith, according to Jesus, because it's all about trust. In prayer, we come to God and confess that we are beggars. We pray for the forgiveness of sins, knowing that we're helpless to save ourselves. We pray for our daily bread. We pray for strength to get through temptations. We pray for the ability to forgive others, because these are all things we cannot do without God's help. He makes all of these things possible for us. So our prayer, our very act of prayer, is an act of confession that teaches our hearts to have faith, to trust. And we're reminded God doesn't need our prayers. God knows everything. God knows just what we need. He knows long before you ever ask him. God's not surprised by your petitions. God's not surprised by what you need. Instead, when you pray, God is training your heart. He's training your heart to remember that he provides for you. And that's good news. He doesn't treat you like the unjust judge treats the widow. He doesn't ignore you. You don't have to beat him up to know that he answers your prayers. No, he wants you to pray always because in praying always, you are availing yourself to the source of all goodness. When you pray, you're opening yourself up to seeing all the ways in which he does answer your prayers, to all the ways in which he cares for you. C.S. Lewis writes, I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. My prayer doesn't change God, but my prayer changes me. And that's at the heart of our parable this morning. Prayer gives us courage. Prayer encourages our heart. It keeps our heart going. It allows us to be hopeful people in a world that is full of so much wrong. It allows us to turn everything over to God. Pray and let God worry, as Luther says. And the seasonal harvest in the fall is a picture of this spiritual truth. The harvest is only made possible out of God's abundant mercy. He provides it as he provides all that we need. All right, in the catechism, Luther teaches his students to remember that God has given us body, soul, eyes, and ears He's given us reason and senses. He gives us clothes and shoes, food and drink, house and home, spouse and children, land and animals, and all that we have. He richly and daily provides us with all that we need in body and life. And all of this he does out of fatherly, divine goodness, without any merit or worthiness in me. That's the fruit of our prayer. The fruit of our prayer is not that God provides when we ask, but it's that God always provides for us, and we learn to trust that he will always provide. 
God doesn't provide because we have to beat him up to ask. Rather, the act of prayer allows us to see that God provides out of divine goodness and mercy, not because we deserve them, not because we've asked diligently, but because he loves us. That's the great spiritual benefit of celebrating a harvest together. And so let the harvest celebration be a reminder to you to pray always and not to lose heart. Let it be a reminder that God takes care of us as our loving Father. That's the truth that we need to remain faithful in this life. God is always faithful to hear us. So let us remain faithful to trust in him. Amen. Let us stand and confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten of
Pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, the righteous call to you day and night, and you answer them in haste. Grant us faith to rest securely in your mercy and justice as we await the coming of the Son of Man. Lord, in your mercy. Most gracious God, according to your wisdom, the deep waters are opened up and the clouds drop rain. We praise you for this season, for the fertility of the soil, for the harvesting of the crops, and for all other blessings which you and your generosity pour out on this nation and on these people. Give us a full understanding of your mercy and lives which will be respectful, holy, and obedient to you throughout all of our days. Lord, in your mercy. God, our creator, you have ordered sea time and harvest, sunshine and rain. Grant that all the people of our nation may give thanks to you for food, drink, and all that sustains life. May they honor the land and water from which these good things come, and may respect those who labor to produce them. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you have caused the sacred writings of your word to be proclaimed through all generations. For nearly two centuries, you have been faithful to preserve the families of Zion Lutheran Church in the faith. Therefore, now encourage and strengthen parents, grandparents, and neighbors to teach your word to their children, that your people may be trained in righteousness and equipped for every good work. Lord, in your mercy. Judge of all, grant justice according to your word to those who suffer wrong. Give wisdom and understanding to the leaders of all nations, and especially to Joseph, our president, Richard Michael, our governor, to our Congress, and to our judges, that they may punish evil and reward good, fearing you. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Father, because you neither slumber nor sleep, deliver us from evil. Especially we ask you to keep the lives of those who face sickness, injuries, troubles, including Steve, Owen, Tom, Roger, Wanda, Tana, Phil, Ray, Marilyn, Wendell, Marcia, Nancy, Rose, Tony, Carolyn, and Alan. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, you behold our going in and our coming out, both now and forevermore. Grant us repentant and faithful hearts as we approach your altar this day, that confident in your grace we may receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for our good. May this pledge of salvation preserve our life, keep us from all evil, and guard us in all of our ways. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now the peace of the Lord be with you always.
us pray. God of all creation, all you have made is good, and your love endures forever. You bring forth bread from the earth and fruit from the vine. Nourish us with these gifts that we might be for the world, signs of your gracious presence. In Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty, and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and merciful Father, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending Holy, mighty, and merciful Lord, heaven and earth are full of your glory. In great love you sent to us Jesus, your Son, who reached out to heal the sick and suffering, who preached good news to the poor, and who on the cross opened his arms to all. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his death, resurrection, and ascension, we await his coming and glory. Pour out upon us the spirit of your love, O Lord and unite the wills of all who share this heavenly food, the body and blood of Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Thanks be to God.
congregation, please stand. Let us pray. We give you thanks, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Serve the Lord. <laughs>